to the paper, the grass is always green. I don't do no labels, I call it how I see it. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of a No Label Convo. Here are my boy, Nell. Yo. Shouts out to everybody that's been subscribing on YouTube as normal, liking on Instagram, following, sharing. Follow us at No Label The Pod on Instagram, Twitter, No Label The Podcast on Facebook. Now, go ahead and get to the sponsor. Hell yeah. Shout out to our sponsor. Shout out to Guapcoin. Guapcoin. Cryptocurrency for the culture. You know what I mean? Tap in, get your education. Go to guapcoin.org. All the, everything you need to know right there, right there. Or hell yeah! Today we we sitting with one of the artists in Buffalo who've been shaking it up, crazy. He's like, I don't know. He's written songs for people. He's killed every show I've seen. Man, he's been traveling, and he it's he's right there before you start seeing him up there with some of your favorite artists. Like for real, for real. Some people know him as a hussar. Some people know him as a lover boy. Uh, yeah, you know I mean, <laughs> it was good. Can't wait. What's popping with y'all, man? That was a great introduction. It was. <laughs> <laughs> that made me feel real good about myself. Feel me? How y'all doing though, man? Doing great, good, man. Great. I'm glad we finally got you on. We've been trying to do this for a little minute. I know for a minute, last couple of times, man, just time. Timing, not... bro. And that's what I told you, but bro, timing. Timing so, is everything. Timing, bro. Dude. Don't rush it. Don't force it. Let Tell it go. You. Feel me? Hell yeah. I'm glad to be here. You feel me? Where man. So what what we can start, we can start from the gate from Buffalo. What what part of like what part of the town are you from? I'm from Northumberland, East Ferry. <laughs> Feel me? Like, that's where I grew up. Like, North Thermally, East Ferry, Montana, Cornwall, Cambridge, Nevada, all that right there. You feel where? me? Like, that's where I grew up at. Like, same hood Benny from. You feel me? Same exact place. That's like, dope. I used to see that nigga my whole entire life growing up. Good. And you, yo, you was like, y'all was like the generation, like, right before us. And we, we was just talking a little bit of sports and stuff. Like, what, uh... You said you was at you was at time and going crazy with the football. Oh yeah, time and going crazy. You feel me? Our rushing record, all time rushing record, and time and record. I mean, touchdown record. Stop playing with me. Come on, you know, <laughs> run niggas <laughs> over for a living, nigga. Stop playing with me. Iron bully, baby. <laughs> That's right. So you were supposed to go to the league. Why you didn't go to the league? Yo, it's funny because I got two friends in the league right now. My boy Damone Harris. Mm-hmm. You feel me? My boy Jody Fortson. You know what I mean, Shout it's funny them. because when Jody Fortson was. When he was damn near in JUCO before he even went to no, actually he was in JUCO at ECC and then he went to uh, Vladosta State. You feel me? That's a great college, and he got drafted from Vladosta. You feel me? Or picked up one of them. But he was he was trying to get me in both of his colleges. You feel mm-hmm. me? Like that he went to each time he transferred. He like, yo, bro, you gotta come down here. You gotta come down. So okay. uh, like, I could have went, but I I just ain't. I lost passion, lost love for it. But you initially did go to college for football. Oh, right? yeah. Hell, yeah. I had a full scholarship all that. You feel me? I was disgusting. Yeah. And then what happened? I hurt myself, and I started skipping class, and I was like, fuck this shit. And because I didn't go to most people, a lot of people go to college for college or football, in football. Sports, you feel yeah. me? I went to school for football, bro. Like, I, ain't, I wasn't into none of that. I took a business. That was cool. You feel me? I actually learned a lot from that, but. It was like, all right, I came here for football, bro. If I can't play football, fuck this shit. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to be here. No, naturally. So I dropped out. I mean, and I was just recording music ever since then. Was music a part of your life before you uh, stopped playing football? 
music always been a part of my life, man. I used to like dance. I used to like being a dance crew, you feel me, called Team X-Men and shit, you feel me? I was back in the jerk days, you feel me? And then I used to do choreographed dancing, you know what I mean? And then probably around, I'll say I was like 13, 14, you feel me? And I was at my boy Rocky Crib on Hagen, and um, he had a studio upstairs, you know what I mean? And his dad used to be like, yo, don't have everybody in my house. So one time he snuck us all up in the uh, room and shit, you feel me? And we. I recorded my first song and I was about like, you know, I was about 13, 14. So, oh. yeah, so I, I'll say definitely, like, since I started football seriously, music always been a part of my life. That's hard. That's hard. Well, okay, so boom, you drop out, you start recording consistently. Was your first rap name Kane Wave? Uh, yeah, and no. It's like weird because it was like, the, like, I got the name. I don't even want to say how I got the name. You know what I mean? If you go, you could go, they won't delete the interview. You can go look at the interview and show. Oh, that's how I got one. <laughs> my Shout damn name. Boy. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm I don't even want to say it, but I got my name in college. You know what I mean? Just being an entrepreneur, let's just say that. And um, all everybody around me start calling me that, you know what I mean? But I kind of gave myself the name mm. because, like, I used to call myself Renzo Kane. My my real name, for people who don't know, is Arenzo. Mm. You feel me? That's my real name, Arenzo. So I started calling myself Renzo Kane, and then it was like, I started saying Wave as an ad lib. Mm. So that was always in my repertoire, like, Wave, Wave, Wave. And then after that, I was like, ah, oh, that's cool, but... How can I mix that up? So I said Kane Wave, and then ever since then it just stuck. And then like it really got to me because everybody at college called me Kane Wave. Like mm. everybody, like nobody called me Renzo for a long time. Other than the dudes I played football with. Coffee, coffee. So boom, you stopped going to school. You started, you started getting the music. Was it? Was you just rapping, or was it? Was it R and B melodies? Like I want to say this around like maybe the SoundCloud era. Yeah, definitely SoundCloud era. So like. That era was like more like lo-fi. Mm. I was singing like on lo-fi music back in the day. That was like my roots, you know what I mean? Like I just loved that sound. Very raw. I didn't use like too much. I didn't do too much like editing on the music side, you mm -hmm. feel me? It was just like straight raw vocals. Mm -hmm. That was one of my first projects that was going to come out. It was called Fitzroy, but it never came out. I actually took like Six six of those songs and put it on something called Self Love Club, mm. and around that time, I was messing with my boys from El Low Class Aristocrats. You feel me, mm. my boy uh, Bo Swayze, uh, Iceman, his name Twelve O Three Now Music, uh, Jonathan, um, uh, Marvel Red Sock. I mean Eli, mm -hmm. a whole bunch of them boys. So okay, word, that's word. How it was. So you had the little tape. You had the tape going there, going on there. How did well? How did you get introduced to like SoundCloud? Because I knew it, it kind of came out of nowhere, mm -hmm. and in our era was it was super like that piff. SoundCloud came because Facebook and 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 MySpace and shit like that. You feel me? Like you used to you used to always see it on there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like I used to think it was like a podcast thing. You feel me? Because people really used to put stuff like this on SoundCloud. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like my fault. But yeah, but people used to do stuff like this on SoundCloud all the time. So that's really how I found it because it was just something I saw that you could just upload anything you wanted. I remember we was talking a little bit, but prior to, you were saying you was going through SoundCloud, like just 
scavenging, finding a new wave. But like, Bruh, I found like K Tronada when mm. like before he was turned up, bro. I promise you, bro. But they, they was turned up on there. You feel me? They like just, what year was this? You said, bro. This was this had to be like 2012, bro. That's crazy. Like, literally, like you feel me? Like I found these guys in high school, and, and it was another thing called eight tracks. A lot of people didn't know about. You feel mm. me? But him, FKJ, you feel me? I don't know if y'all know who that is. He a uh, musician. Dude played uh, everything. He, he, he do with, uh, he got the song with, with uh, Masego. Masego. Yeah, you feel me? Masego. Mm -hmm. Back then, you feel me? Them dudes used to play instruments and stuff. So they used to make heavy beats and say like, wow, shit out of this world. You know what I mean? Real yeah. ethereal or transy shit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's really where like a lot of that shit, a lot of my shit came from too, I'll say. You know what I mean? Just from SoundCloud influence from all the type of production and shit like that that was on there. Oh yeah. I hate I hate that they tried to give all the SoundCloud artists like a bad rap and just yeah, throw them it was all in one box. Like the mumble rap shit. Because little them. do people know, like literally people's favorite artists came from SoundCloud. Like, That's a fact. like little do people know. That's where people first got their like sound or their crowd mm -hmm. or the people that really fucked with them. You know what I mean, I'm talking about even in pop music. Mm -hmm. I'm talking like all spectrums of music. A lot of people pop. Because people ain't feel like they had to be in any box. Like, nah. you could literally just record Do anything, anything and just yeah. upload it, bro. Yeah, if they like and it, they like it. They don't. So I ain't, I ain't mix it. Steve Lacey. Steve Lacey. Mm -hmm. I've heard Steve Lacey, I wanna see you, girl. I heard that shit, bro, when I was in fucking. I was a fucking uh, senior in high school, bro. You feel me? When that song came out, but the song didn't get popular until years later. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It didn't have a million views until two, three years later. I mean, I seen this shit get uploaded. Like, it, it be shit like that. Like, and that song was amazing. And now look where Steve Lacey at. You exactly, know what I mean? He got yeah. one of the number one songs in the world right now. So it was like, I seen a lot of shit happening. Yeah, bro. That's it's dope that you had that vision, cause it's like I remember, I I I was like heavy blog era, and I'm seeing all this. I'm like, yo, what's going on? Like, I'm mm -hmm. hearing all these new sounds. I'm seeing. I was just like, and it was a whole world that people mm -hmm. wasn't like tapped into. Yeah, that was for going real, crazy. A whole, bro. I'm talking about people. It connected people because you had people from across the world doing this shit, bro. Mm -hmm. Like you had people in Germany. Nova Scotia, like, <laughs> feel me? Like, you had people all over the world doing it. So, my favorite ones used to be the people from UK, the UK, you know I mean? Like, mm -hmm. that shit used to just be, it used to be, if you saw where the influence, how the influence came from America, but how they put their own spin on it. And that used to always be the coolest shit. And then, like, you ever heard of Sango? Mm -hmm. Like, he That's like Brazil, it's like a that's some Brazilian shit, you feel mm -hmm. me? That nigga was raw back then, you feel me? But these these be the same dudes that's at the top of the top as far as like producers of EDM, everything you can think of. You know what I mean? That's hard. Like even how Yeet and Uzi came out. Y'all yeah. gotta y'all ever think about, bro? Nick, them niggas was so hot, bro. Niggas was listening to snippets, bro. Nah, yeah. like, yeah. like, bro, people like, were screen recording yeah. their snippets, saving them to the files, like, just bro. so they can play the thirty seconds. Niggas was listening to snippets, bro. Like, I'm talking about going to find them shits, bro. That's how raw and cool that music was when it came in. Too, that's a fact. SoundCloud was raw as fuck, bro, bro and it whole, still that is. That whole eternal take, people 
they they like they was tight about it at first because it didn't sound like how all the snippets and like the rough drafts it was on SoundCloud. Because he had to change it. Yeah. You got to think about that. Most of that shit got leaked, so he had to change it. I can't have it sound yeah, like so that. The label not even gonna like let me do that. Whole year already. Yeah. I mean, so like the Myron song. Yeah. And the joint with Chief. The Kobe joint. He had to change that. Yeah. All bruh. And the same shit that was on um. Playboy Cardi album. I can't remember the song. But yeah, bro, that shit be funny as hell, bro. We used to really like die for fucking snippets. Like, nigga, <laughs> did you hear this shit? This shit is the worst quality we ever heard, but it was so raw. Like, that's, that was fire. RPX, man, because that nigga was raw fact. too. That's bro. a fact. RPX. He was like the poster boy for that shit, really, too. Yeah. For what? For like. Distortion or yeah, like how the rough drafts and just like putting the music out there, yeah, like, like people bad are just quality, yeah. accept it however it is. Yeah, just look yeah. at me, damn near hit number one, <sighs> sounded like it did, distorted, yeah. like purposely it made it like that. It was a horrible mix, and it showed it showed the influence it had over like people was trying to ignore him, say they just these little dudes over here. And then X had the song "Look at Me." Mm-hmm. He's like, "Yo, Drake stole my flow." Like everybody saying, "Yo, he stole your flow," da, 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 da. and that propelled him. Like, like who is he? And then. Psh, yeah. He took off. And it's funny because I saw that song come up too, bro. Before it got hit. Before, because it was never even uploaded on, it, the song was originally never uploaded on X, uh, what's the name? Mm-hmm. It was on uploaded on this dude named Rojas, who was the producer of this shit. You feel me? And the little white kid that was in the picture is like his fucking cousin or some shit. You feel me? So mm-hmm. I used to follow all of this shit before it got big as fuck, bro. Like yeah. before X went to jail for the first time, like I know he was. When he first put out, I found him when he first put out like a message talking to the fans. You feel me? Just like a, it was like a 30 second clip of him just talking to the fans. You feel me? Saying what he was going to have next and shit. And I was like, damn. And then I would have let you know. Yeah, that drop, and then look at me drop. I'm just mm-hmm. like, bro, what the fuck is this nigga on, bro? And Different. then you go back, you hearing niggas in the hood sipping tea, like just all <laughs> types of shit that sound like fucking death metal rock, but hip hop at the same time. That shit was amazing, yeah, bro. Yeah, I felt like it just showed it just showed the influence, bro. Yeah, it showed the influence, crazy. Man, what's the name? Uh, it was singing like Coldplay, bro. That's hard. <laughs> Word. So you you had dropped Self Love Club, and then shortly after that, you had dropped Lover Boy. Yeah. So I, yeah, when I that's when I when I gang got really familiar with you it was like when Lover Boy dropped. Word. Yeah. That's what a lot of people like. Yeah, I think me too. Got yeah. familiar with who I was. That was like one of my staple projects in this town. Um, because that even helped me go on tour with Griselda, you know what I mean? And that shit was mad cool. And it was crazy because I made that project with that guy right there. Me and Maro was in my kitchen every day for like a month, bruh. Like almost longer than that. We That was longer. That was like two, three months, right? From like descent. November to the like February till it came out. You know what I mean? And we was in my kitchen for three months cooking up. He produced a vast majority of that shit and everybody's favorite song from that project, Gucci and Louis. Hell yeah. And I remember he, I remember he played me for this shit when I was in Fredonia. I was like, yo, this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yo. <laughs> That's hard, bro. Yeah, bro. Shout out to my boy Amaro, man. Bro, bro. <laughs> yo, so like 
you said it gave, it got you that introduction to like Griselda and all mm-hmm. that. Like, did they say how they picked? Like, how they just it was just tapped in and heard the music and so how did that connection come about? It came about because of my manager. Um, he was real cool. My old man, my ex manager actually, he was really cool with um. D-Jack, guy mm-hmm. named D-Jack. And if, Shout out to if, I don't know if y'all know who D-Jack is. D-Jack is that motherfucking guy. He's he's the silent, he's the silent assassin. Silent assassin. I'm <laughs> telling you, that motherfucker get it done, bro. That's a fact. But um D-Jack actually, it's funny because D-Jack saw me um warming up for a show. What is it called? Sound check? He saw mm-hmm. me doing sound check for a show like three weeks before I met him through mm-hmm. my manager. You feel me? It was him and Love the Genius, and that's he was managing her at the time when we was at Milky's. We was doing a sound check, you know what I mean? And he was like, yo, you fire, bro. Keep going and doing your shit. Love said the same thing a couple weeks later. My manager introduced me to him, and they was like, yo, bro, we got a slot. You feel me? You should come fuck with us, you know what I mean? And that's that's how that worked, you know what I mean? And um, it was cool because I got my boy Camouflage Monk back in the mix. That was raw as fuck. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? That's yeah. hard. So when you, uh, y'all did a LA show? Yeah, it was an LA show. It was actually the last show. Me, uh, it was right across the street from NBA Youngboy show and Rich the Kid. You feel me? They had Staples Center. We had Novo, literally right. It's like 30 steps, nigga, like literally mm-hmm. right across the street from each other. So that shit, was, our shit was sold out. They shit was sold out. That shit was nuts, bro. Yeah, I remember. Jay-Z that. came to this shit, bro. Like, I met Jay-Z <laughs> that night, bro. That's the same night That's Conway hard. met Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. He was sitting and just in back of me, bro, for like 30 minutes, bro. And I didn't even know. I'm just, I'm seeing somebody. I'm like, who is that? I'm just on my phone. You feel me? We standing in the hallway and uh, backstage and shit. I'm just on my phone. I look back. Jay-Z, I slapped him up. I just turned around. Like, oh, I don't. Yeah. Like, what yeah. to say? I don't even know what else to do. <laughs> <laughs> like, nope. I don't know what. Was that the night when uh, Conway performed the Kyle and Jay-Z yep. was there? Yeah, That's the same yeah, night. Yeah. That's crazy. That's yeah, tough. that was all to say. So I performed that night. Yeah, that was um, that was cool as fuck. Because yeah. him and Emery, they, bro, they walked in there with no security, bro. Like, none. It was just dumb, too, bro. That, like, that's hard. And so that's how I, I, like, I ain't even know who was, that shit was raw, bro. I ain't know who the fuck was. <laughs> yeah, man, because it was a moment for the town because mm-hmm. it was just like, yo, people from Buffalo and they brought people from the town mm-hmm. out there and it's like Jay-Z there, like the biggest names, like shutting down LA. Like that was a moment for, and like we was definitely like proud to say he's from Buffalo. No, nah, like, real like, shit, bro. Shit, I didn't even know Rich the Kid and Youngboy had a concert that night. Yeah, bro, it was yeah. right across the street and it was funny because I met Jay-Z and Westside the same night because I didn't meet, I didn't know Westside beforehand, you feel me? Like, I met them two the same exact night, you know what I mean? Like, literally, like, five, ten minutes within each mm-hmm. other, you know what I mean? And that's Jay-Z, Westside is like my Jay-Z, you feel me? Yeah. I don't know, I don't know about anybody else, but that's who I look at that nigga, like, the GOAT, bro. Like, for real, for real. In the town, he did music, he got it, bro. Not real shit. What, so how did, how did things start changing for you after that, after that show? Um... People started to take my music very more seriously. People looked at me like an actual artist and not just a rapper, too. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Because you got to understand, bro. I went to a, a fucking Griselda show, bro, singing them Gucci and Louie, bro. Like, swear to God, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I rocked that shit, bro. Like, I kicked the fucking speaker off the stage. I broke the mic. And them niggas had to pay seven racks, bro. Like, dead ass. Like... I was bugging at that concert, so it was like, they looked at me like, nah, we respect your artistry, you feel me? Mm-hmm. And I feel like 
a lot of people back home, back here, you know what I mean? They looked at me and respected my artistry, you know what I mean? Like, I could say um, right now where I'm at in my career, people definitely respect me as an artist and they don't just call me, they don't put me in that category of Buffalo rapper, you feel mm -hmm. me? Because they like, nah, this nigga does a lot more than just what you think he does. So. Word. Yeah, because... Man, I've I've heard like just stuff that you produced what you made with Morrow, mm -hmm. and just seeing the body of bodies of work, and it's just like yeah, like yeah, it's only a matter of time, and it's putting appreciate those that. right people in the right spots yeah, to help that. navigate. Yeah, definitely. What's the name? Uh, you also be you be writing like you be songwriting. Yeah, hell yeah. What's that? <laughs> I heard you did a joint for Jacquees. Yeah, I saw the song to Jacquees. This was two thousand twenty, I believe. Word. Yeah, that was cool. Um, that happened because I was in Atlanta in Death Star Studio. It's crazy, man. I'm telling you, like, just if you want to be an artist, bro, just go to Atlanta for a little bit. Go there a couple times, you know what I mean? Just go to the studio and just try to link with somebody who you can become friends with at a good studio, you know what I mean? You'll never know who you're going to meet in a motherfucking studio. Mm -hmm. So that came about, though. I was doing a song. Um, it's actually called Mama Sita. And um, I'm doing a song, and the guy that produced the first song on that on his King project or R&B King project, I think King it is, yeah, King R&B. Mm -hmm. He um, he produced a song, and he was my engineer and my producer for that session. You know what I mean? So um, I wrote the song, did the song, and he called Jacquees in the middle of the session. He just put the phone in my face, like. Buy the song. You want to? You want to buy the song? And I'm just like, no. <laughs> but I did let him buy a different song that I did that night. You feel me? But once bro was like, yeah, this is a Grammy, bro. Yeah, I, I'm like, yeah, you're not buying it, nigga. But I should have let him buy it. High key, like me being ignorant to what I know now, like I should have mm. let him buy the other song instead of the song he bought because he actually never even put that one out. So. Oh, so yeah. why did why y'all was just making a song? The engineer he just like randomly just Facetime. Yeah. Like, he's like. Yo, listen to this song. Yeah, he was like, Quisa, he was just, he just kept saying it the whole time. He was like, man, Quisa like this one. Quisa like this. And I'm just like, we're cool. I'm like, who the fuck is Quisa, bro? I don't know who the fuck is <laughs> Or whatever, you feel me? So he just called him. Actually, shout out to Mike Mixer. You feel me? Mike Mixer go crazy. Producer from North Carolina, live in Atlanta. Um, but yeah, he just kept calling him, bro. And he put the phone in my face. He was like, here, bro. And I'm like, no, you can't buy that. But you can buy this, though. And he bought the song. Never put it out. It'd be like that. Yeah, yeah, that happened. I don't care. I got my money. Bro, I said, you got your money. <laughs> yeah, I know that shit. It, it got to feel a little different too. It's just like, like these industry industry producers, industry artists are like, yo, they they see it's going crazy. Like, yeah. it's it's only a matter of time. Yeah, man. And um, even with like my thing is. A lot of people will hit me up and say certain things are biting off me or certain things. But I don't believe nobody be really biting off anybody, and like especially if y'all not in the same space. Yeah. You know I mean, a lot of people probably ain't never even heard of me. You know what I mean, so. But I'll say to say at the same time, that certified lover boy ain't come from nowhere. Man, I was about to, I was, I was going to say, so you ain't have to say it. I was going to say it. Man, there was a lover boy before a certified lover boy. I'm, I'm just saying. And this this was at a time. It when, did drop first. This is this is at a time when he was very tapped in with what was going on in Buffalo. I'm just saying. Very. He was wearing a lot of Griselda esque clothing. Hold on. Do you have a song with Drake too? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it never went out on his album note. <laughs> How did that come about? The song is on his album. I don't even want to speak of that. But the song is on his okay. album. But I'm not on it. But yeah. That's how that 
Interesting. Yeah, so like that. there's that man that Canada connection. Did you uh tap in with with Tory Lanez? Because y'all y'all get a little like not say a little bit of comparison like with the nah, versatility. I never I never tapped in with Tory. I don't know Tory. I never like he seemed like a, he's actually a really good artist, he's yeah. a great artist. Um, no, nah, I never tapped in with Tory though. Got you. Let me think of oh man. You I think I was watching something. You said you had writing credits on a Netflix show too. Yeah, it's a movie called Napoli Ever After. You know what I mean? Before I knew what publishing was, you know what I mean? I was just getting paid to do shit. Mm-hmm. Not really getting no like publishing off of it. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, I did some shit called Napoli Ever After with this girl named PJ. And um, PJ used to write for Trey songs, all types of motherfuckers. We were, when I met her and we did that song, we was writing for Austin Mahomes, Selena Gomez. We actually wrote some shit for her and I got paid for that. Not too long ago, probably like 2020, mm. you feel me? Right. And I didn't even know I was gonna get paid for that, you feel me? Because mm. we did some shit for Normani and it ended up going to her, you know what I mean? Mm. So it was just like some cool shit that happened. Yeah. What's some of your most like memorable like moments in the studio with like running into like certain people or writing for certain people? Uh I met Usher the first day I went to LA ever. <sighs> like the first night I went to LA, I met Usher because Shout out to my guy, Dre Marshall, too, in the 30s. And uh, Brian Isaac, too. Because, and shout out to my old manager, Sean, too. You feel me? Because, and Creative Connect, all them guys over there. So, me and Creative Connect, and we all used to work together. You feel me? I went to New York City. So, you remember, it was just probably like 2017, 18. I can't mm-hmm. remember. But we went, so, Drama and Six Lack, or Black's mm-hmm. uh, manager, is this is best friends with my old manager. They like real close, you mm-hmm. feel me? So they invited us out to um it was the Grammy party for Black and Six Lack. And it was also a party for Amber Grimes. Amber Grimes was the girl that literally created Rap Caviar for Spotify. Oh, you feel me? Oh, she wow. created that whole segment in our Spotify playlist and shit. That's hard. You feel me? So um yeah, she's damn near at Republic Records right now, I think, but she mm. probably moved. But we are we went to their birthday party and I met this guy named Brian Isaac. And he wrote, I'm going timber, I'm going down. You feel number me? That went number one. He wrote all the Pitbull hits, feel me? Like he got a Grammy with fucking Lecrae and uh Damian Marley, like the two nights after I met him, you feel me? Mm-hmm. So I meet them guys at the at the Grammy party, you feel me? And we all get connected. Two months later, my manager is in LA while they're in LA and they got connected and they was doing a writing camp. I flew down there, stayed there for like three months in two fucking mansions, bro. Like, this is the raw shit that ever happened to me in my life at that time. You feel me? It's a lot of raw shit that happened to me <laughs> since then. But this is some cool shit. You feel me? So it just showed me like how writing camps go and like just to really write a song and just to be around other artists and create something mm. like together and not just be a selfish motherfucker. So I was doing that for a while and I did that for three months. And then after I came back, you know what I mean? It was just like, it was shitty as fuck. But mm. yeah, that was a that was one of my coolest experiences. I'll say. I'll say. Yeah. So at, we've talked about writers camps on the, on the pod before. What's what's one thing that an artist should definitely have in mind, business wise, like prior to like going into a writing camp? A writing camp, nothing. It's not about business, but you do the business after the writing camp. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, because that's when you look at what you got. So I would say like 
business, like don't go in it, go into it with a business mindset, but go into it with a creative mindset. That's how you get the most out of it. Because you can have on a hundred percent of some bullshit. You feel me? Like, cool, like go on, nobody's gonna use this, nigga. Like, yeah. <laughs> we don't give a fuck. Like, cool, right. or have it, nigga. Like, so I'll say try to approach it like just from a creative standpoint more than anything. Yeah, you know I mean, because at the end of the day, you gotta make something that somebody like right. before you sell it. <laughs> yeah, I rather I rather own fifty percent of something worth a couple million than one hundred percent of something that's worth nothing. Nothing. Yeah, that's you know what I mean, that's real. Yeah, bro. That's bro. That's that's how I, like you you have one of those like stories where it's like you're very you very in the mix. Yeah, I'm. I definitely be in the mix, but like I be out the mix too. You feel me? I be mm -hmm. in and out of it. I like to. Because people, you it's too easy to get caught up in the hype of what mm -hmm. everybody else is doing and not focus on your shit. You know what I mean? And once you focus focus on what the fuck you got to get done, and do that, mm -hmm. and you'll be wavy. Word. You know what I mean? Have your own sound, your own team, your own all that. And it might take time, but that's okay. It, it, definitely, it definitely could take some time. It's like creating that people, creating that space around you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what helps people thrive. Like, we talk to love. Here and she was just saying she's like fav she's one of my favorite people to work with. She's she's in, insanely talented. So good, truth, bro. Yeah, like she was talking about how important it is to have everybody around you, in that plays that right part mm -hmm. to make the artist like be able to go and, and do you because it's like I said. So say we go into a writing camp, you feel me and. I don't got a manager, like you said. So the business aspect of it is not down. So now I don't got a manager. I don't know nothing about nothing. And I'm hungry. And the whole time I'm in this session, all I could think about was, oh, I'm gonna get paid. I'm gonna get paid. I'm gonna get paid. You're not even thinking of, you're not even thinking about creating the best thing you possibly can. Mm -hmm. So how you gonna get paid? You know what I mean? And we more people just need to approach it. Like, just bro, let's create the best fucking product. Let's yeah. fuck the ego. Fuck all of that, bro. Let's create the best thing we possibly can. And that's where I'm at with it. That's why, like, I don't damn near even charge for features no more. You feel me? Because it's like, if I don't want to do it, bro, don't even send it to me if I don't like it, bro. Like, if I like it, I'll do it. Because mm -hmm. now it's about the music, bro. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's... Yeah, that gets lost. That gets lost these days because everybody want to live lost, the lifestyle. Yeah. Everybody want to be a rock star. I am that. Like, it's, that is my life. So it's like, I get tired of that shit. Yeah, I, just be, I don't want to be Hollywood all the time. I don't want to be that guy. Like, I'm not even Hollywood. I'm a great person. I'm a good dude. But what's so funny is it's like, because like, I think of you and I think of my brother. Like, <laughs> that's my guy. Really? <laughs> Yo, he is like... It's like a movie, but yeah. it's like, but he, he happens, he just so happens to make music. Yeah, he just so <laughs> yeah. happens to, you feel me? Like, literally, like. Shout out to Origino. No, nah, that's my boy. Yeah, we down there, his though. birthday the 19th, ain't it? Or the uh, 21st. 21st. Yeah, that's 21st. my birthday the 20th. Come on now, that's yes. my Virgo birthday. Are you a Virgo? What? Yeah, mine at 13. <laughs> yeah, you feel me? Super Virgo gang, bro. That's my boy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Caroline, I love that song, you feel me? I was in that video, too. That was a great. That was we a great was, time. Yeah, we was shooting that joint. Yep, yep. Creative yep. back through that, man. It's so. What 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 have what benefits have you seen? Just like being in the mix and like not just being in Buffalo, but going to Atlanta, going to LA. What benefits? You get to see how other people think. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you could be so caught up in your atmosphere, you'll think that like nobody fuck with you because ain't nobody listening to your shit. You feel me? Or 
So a lot of people can be listening to your shit, but ain't nobody telling you the truth. Mm. Or people are not giving you an, uh, a chance to expand on it, on how good you are. You know what I mean? So it's like sometimes when you go to other places, it's, it's easier to get out your own box and be as creative as you possibly can. You know what I mean? Because you got it's some really, 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 really talented people out here, bro. Mm-hmm. Some really cool people out here. Some really player people out here, bro. And the more people you meet, the more influence you get. You feel me? Like, we all need people at the end of the day. Like, that's, that's just basic human shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, bro, like, just try. And the more things you see, you feel me? Because it don't even got to be, like, sometimes, bro, I go out of town, bro, and I don't leave a house. You feel me? Mm-hmm. I'll stay in that house that I'm in the whole entire week that I'm there. You feel mm-hmm. me? Just go to the studio or, or go see a friend or two. So, it's like... Just being in a different atmosphere that you're always in, bro, could inspire you in itself. That's real. What are your favorite things to grab inspiration from? Life. None more, none less. And how I feel. I only say how I feel on my music. You feel me? Like, I don't write nothing down ever, 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 (laughs) ever. Ever. <laughs> so everything is just straight. Do you, right off do you the like head. do the uh the voice notes and shit? Like record melodies no. if you can't remember it. No, I remember that shit. <laughs> yeah, that's like, a I'm, talent right there. Yeah, I'm gonna mm-hmm. remember if it's I'll good enough, it. if it's good enough when I hear it and I sing it, I'm gonna remember that shit. But I'm not writing nothing down because to me it takes away from the process. Mm-hmm. It makes me rethink and think too much. You know what I mean? That's like, true. It's like nah, bro, I'm gonna just go with my shit, bro. Cause most of the time my first thought be the hardest. Shit ever, yeah. You know I mean, so that's what I be trying to go with. Yeah. Well, one thing I ask as because like what I've I've dabbled in every element of like music, like from trying to produce, trying to DJ, trying to do it, a little find my little space. Me too. Yeah. What's you got the rap too? I, I wrote down a couple bars, but the you issue ever make was a song. Yeah. Word. That's you ain't recorded it. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I did that in Africa. Word. Yeah. I ain't played that for nobody. I played that shit for my brother, my dad. That's about it. What do you personally think of the song? Since you're a good music critique, I I never started going heavy into it because I didn't like how my voice sound, and I know how it can sound. Mm-hmm. So I'll say this: Maro produced it. <laughs> Record more. You heard it before? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I ain't hear it, bro. <laughs> yeah. oh, we, uh, need we need this. We need this. We need this. Hey, right. yo, charge that nigga too. I ain't never send him the song though. Like that's crazy. Like, that sound like me dog. right there. I do that to my producers all the time. <laughs> yeah, but it's like when I write, I can't like how I'm thinking and writing it. Then I try to pick it up and read it again. It's like I say it different and shit like that. That shit was always difficult for mm-hmm. me. So you going like you go off the feeling like yeah. how you doing it. So do you ever like have a melody and it's like it don't feel like the first time you like. Like harmonized it and like recorded it. The like from the second time you like kind of question it or not? Are you asking me how comfortable I'm in with repetitiveness? Not necessarily repetitiveness, but like you know how like you you hear a song the first time and like oh this shit feel like crazy, uh-huh. and then you you do it again and it's like it it's not that necessarily the same. Feeling. Oh yeah, so um, that's funny you say that because so say. When you when you're freestyling, you'll tend to make the same song twice. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So sometimes I'll catch myself while I'm making that other song and be mm-hmm. like, 
just fucking made this or I already made something like this. I don't need to make this again. You know what I mean? And so that helps me stay creative. That helps me go and do something that I haven't done before other than do it. Because I'm not going to lie, bro. You, it's not too many songs you're going to hear of mine that sound the same as the other one I just made. Mm. You feel me? I p- kind of pride myself on making different stuff. You know what I mean? Word. Trying to be a boy band. Sound like five different people in a song. And that's, that's just sometimes like when I feel like I'm overthinking it too. Mm-hmm. So like I said, I'll just be like, yeah, next thing. Cause I'm not gonna stay on, I record about five, six songs a day, bro. You feel me? I'm not gonna stay on a song if I know it's, I can't dig nothing out of my brain as, as efficiently as I need to, you feel me? Right. So it's like, all right, I'm not gonna get stuck on this next thing. You know right. so. Do you release music as you like, I record it too? So no. like, once you have a certain amount of songs, you release them or do you like horror shit? Nah, horror shit. And that's not because, that's because one, you need a catalog. People don't understand that. Most people just want to put it out. But like, for example, if I, let's say Ice Spice, you feel me? Mm-hmm. Like Munch, okay, cool. What you going to put out next? And you didn't have anything up. in the vault. That's a fact. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying she don't got that, but I'm saying yeah, like, for example. yeah, it's just an example. You feel me? I don't know what she going to do next. Who knows? But that's just a hot person right now. You feel mm-hmm. me? Who just came up. But yeah, so it's like, what you gonna put out next? You know what I mean? And I look at it too. I sell music too, bro. So it's like, man, okay, I'm not gonna put this out. I'll wait. You know what I mean? Somebody might buy it. Somebody might not. You know what I mean? So I'm a creative, bro. I'm a like creative-holic, bro. I just love to create music. So it don't, it don't even be like registering in me. Like sometimes I forget how I made the song, like literally. Forget I made that shit. Like, <laughs> I don't remember nothing from that shit because I did that shit a year ago or two yeah. years ago or three months ago. It, I mean, I got I got like 150 songs on OG computer, bro. Come on. You feel me? I got I got a couple songs on his computer I never heard. You feel me? I don't remember what they sound like from 2020. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And on my computer, bro, I, I just looked at it the other day. I got over... 230 songs like recorded on that motherfucker. And most of them not even MP3s yet, you feel me? I got over 600 something songs on my iPad. I got like 400 songs on my, what's the name? Like on my phone alone. So it's like, I just yeah, love and make music, bro. That's how, and that that's what keep, that'll keep you in, in business. You no, know what I mean? Yeah, because what you said made me think of like, like Fetty Wap. He was pushing Trap Queen for the longest, for like a good two, Two years, like you mm-hmm. have two years, but he had uh, like two, but he three had more hits. After he had that, them though. joints in the vault. Yeah, he, he, he had them in the it vault. It popped, and he said, "Bet I'm gonna put not a album for these hits. Yeah. yeah, they put all them shits out in one one and a half years, which was not that Run, smart. Did them shady. He could have. Mm-hmm. He could have. I wouldn't even say that. I'll say he should have put them all out when he had more in the vault. Mm. That's how I look at it, bro. Like it's like me, bro. Like. I ain't gonna ask nobody for $20 if I don't got $20. I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. I'm not even gonna ask the fucking bank. If I don't got $500, bro, I'm not about to ask nobody, bro. Mm-hmm. If I can't give it back to you, I'm not asking you. You feel me? Like, if I can replace that or if I have that, I'll ask for it. You feel me? Because I know I could give it back to you right now if, if you needed that. You feel me? Mm-hmm. But that's how I, I like to think about my music. You know what I mean? Like, just stockpile, bro. Just stockpile that shit, bro. I always had. I just thought about it, bro. Somebody told me probably two weeks ago that I have 10 projects out. I didn't know that. 
I really didn't notice that, but I had 10 projects on it, bro. <laughs> That's all right. That's over 100 something songs on all DSPs right now. That's didn't know that. Yeah. What's, uh, if somebody's never heard you, what's, what's three songs that you would say, yo, these three songs would be something like that'll make you rock with Can't Wait? <sighs> it's all according to if you want Trap Jackson or you want Kane Wave or you want Loverboy. You feel me? Like, which just us three different Kane Waves right there. So three from I, each. Okay. Three from each. Three from each? I used to get a girl's test, name three of my songs. If you can't, I can't fuck with you. That's after like a month of fucking with him, though. You feel me? Like, right, two months. Up. Like, if you can't name my shit. But, um, Trap Jackson, I'll say sixes and sevens. Um, Lover Boy, I'll say What You Do To Me. That's a, that's a great song. And um, I'm trying to think. I got so much music, bro. Ugh. I need one more. From, from whatever. Hmm. It's a song called Hold Up that not too many people probably heard. It's on the project I got called Iris. It's the first song on that project, that one. So That song is amazing. Where did the Trap Jackson name come from? Uh, fuck. I was just trapping, bro. <laughs> no, so shout out to my boy Jordan Hook. He made that Cooley. name up. Cooley and Skate, Skate and all them boys, they made up Lover Boy. They made that name for me. You feel me? Like, it was like, nah, nigga, you slime lover shack. boy. At the, shout out to the slime check. They're my brothers for like. He's like, nah, nigga, you lover boy. You gotta make a project called Lover Boy. You lover boy, bro. I can keep coming in here with this singy ass loving <laughs> music, bro. You lover boy. You feel me? And I asked Myra what he thought about the name, and he was like, nah, I fuck with that. You feel me? And that's really where that shit came from. But Trap Jackson came from uh Hood, you feel me? One day me and Hood was in a room. And um, he had the PlayStation and he put on Michael Jackson videos and he put my music on. He would mute the video and put my music on and it just sync <laughs> every time. It would just sync perfectly. And so he just started calling me Trap Jackson. He said, nigga, you Trap Jackson, nigga. And I'm oh, like, he would just <laughs> randomly put on the Michael Jackson. Yeah, a video <laughs> like, and put no. my music on. And then it would just sync up every time, bro. We would just Yo. be dying laughing, bro, because it's like. I could see her saying it to Yo, bro. You Trap Jackson? No, nah, literally. <laughs> Trap Jackson, bro. <laughs> That's literally. <laughs> shout out to Hood, yeah, bro. Yo, my brother is funny as hell, bro. Hood funny as fuck, bro. That's really what he did, though. And that's how I got that name, Trap Jackson, bro. Because he kept fucking doing that. And we, <laughs> we was in the living room at the shack, and we were all laughing like, yeah, I'm Trap Jackson. So I just put it on the chain, you feel me? Come on. That's what's up. Uh... What's some stuff? What's some stuff you got? You got in the works, man. Uh, bad news. I know y'all been waiting on that forever, but like I said, I be trying to get shit in the vault. You feel me? Yeah. So I had to make. I put. I made bad news about a year ago, almost two years now, and I'm I'm putting that out before I put out my next two projects, and that's gonna be Iron Bully and um, probably Hood Star Three, but bad news is um is basically about. All the fucked up shit that happened to me, like even during the pandemic, you know what I mean? Just from fucked up friendships, uh, relationships with women, you know what I mean? 
It's a whole spectrum of toxic shit. Y'all know what y'all know what that means, bro. Y'all like my life is nuts, bro. Like, like, <laughs> like my life is nuts, bro. So it's like you gonna feel that shit in my music. You know what I mean? So. Was that your part? Was was that your your birthday? My your, birthday party. Your birthday, I know what you're party. talking about, bro. That's my birthday party. That <laughs> Girls were screaming. People running out. Yeah, Somebody get fighting, party. running around the corner. Next thing you know, he pulls up around the corner. He's literally crouched on top of the hood, pulling up as the as the car comes up. That shit was so funny. <laughs> Bro, that was Real a, movie scene shit. Like, bro, yo, where's the camera? <laughs> where's the camera yo, right bro, now? Bro, that was a traumatizing experience, bro. <laughs> These girls started fighting over me, bro. I ran, bro. I just left, bro. I said, I'm out of here. I was off acid. I was drunk, bro, on my birthday. And I kept crying. I don't know why. I'm just like, I'm standing next to OG and I just kept feeling like tears come down my eyes. I'm like, yo, what's wrong with me, bro? He like, nigga, you tripping. I said, I'm not tripping. He like, nigga, no, you tripping. Nigga, you off acid. I'm like, oh, shit. Are you right? I did take that shit. Because J-Mar, bitch ass, had gave it to me and I forgot. I mean, and, but my birthday, bro, that was a horrible day, bro. Man, wow, man. That, that was funny, though, because I did go missing day. for like 45 minutes. And I just pulled up on the hood of somebody's car. <laughs> like he said, I was just like, like, scooted back on that motherfucker like this. Like, that shit was that wild. That shit was funny. Yeah, man. But yeah, I, I could see the tapes. The, the, I'm, I'm, I would, I wanted, I love to hear the music mm-hmm. created from that. We know R&B, the toxic chick, damn near mm-hmm. make the best R&B. Like, when people go through heartbreaks and all of that. Shit. Uh, That's what this next song I got coming out is about. It's called She Hate Me. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, like you get the title. She ate me. Feel me? Yo, ain't that what? Like, I'm thinking about the like the most recent like songs, shit that was popping, like number ones. You had Future's joint. Uh, what was it? What's the name of the album? I never liked you. I never liked never you. Never liked you. Drake and Drake and Twenty One. Uh, her loss. Her loss. It's 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 trendy. It's it's, it's trendy. There's some toxic shit. It's toxic yeah. trendy shit going on right now. Which I don't understand, man. These, these fucking women is nuts, bro. It, it, yeah, we make them nuts. I ain't we're, acting like we don't. The world but is a wild, is a nuts place right about bro, now. These, we see everything that's going on in the news. Every like, bro, it's hey. a good cleanup now. It is, yeah. <laughs> it's a good cleanup. That was a great one. I, ain't gonna lie. I appreciate you. Yeah, it's just so wild because, like, even, bro, even me working in the schools, I'm watching like the kids and how they just re- responding to the world we have, like the world we we grew up in, and it's like watching them and then. Just the trends and the music, like you know, how, like in drill, they like dissing dead people, mm-hmm. and it's like, shoot, we I dealt with the issue, kids saying stuff about they dead dead people in their life, relatives and stuff like that, and they they beefing beefing, mm-hmm. and it's like, bro, like I I I get it, but it's just, bro, the trend, the trends of the toxic shit, bro, that shit is it's it's, it's wild right now. Yeah, man, especially I, that kid stuff, like you seen, bro, that shit crazy, like them kids that just passed away. From doing yes. the, the TikTok trend here. Yes, mm-hmm. R.I.P. Yeah, yes. R.I.P. to them kids, man. That's that's crazy. One of them, one of them went to graduate from the school I work at. Wow, that's crazy. I, and it was the the thing that hurt me the most. I met his daughter the day before. Wow. I met his daughter before I met him. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm like, oh, it's a cute little baby. And then it's like, I gotta think of that kid not growing up with a dad. With and I'm a dad, like, yeah. Oof. That's that crazy, man. Hurt. Yeah, kids gotta be smarter, bro. It's really. 
not a safe world, bro. Like, yeah, but mean, at the same time, like who, if we not being good examples either, though. Yeah, you know I mean, then we gotta set we gotta set the trends. We gotta set the set the waves, and it's like that's that's one thing I appreciate about appreciate appreciate about your music. It's like you necessarily you're not following trends. Like you're creating your own wave. I appreciate stuff. that. That's why I rock with Myro so heavy. He don't follow the typical beats. He's going to set a trend. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And doing stuff like tomorrow sound. You know what I mean? Like yeah. mm-hmm. it's about setting something up and not just riding the wave. Right. Yeah, man. But me and Love the Genius got some music coming out soon. It's gonna be hard. You know what I mean? Uh, we actually working on a project together. Um, me and Shots. From I was Zone just Works. about to say. Yeah, I, see, I, yeah, I thought y'all supposed to be coming out. Yeah, something. we just be. In two totally different worlds, bro. Like, <laughs> but we do got that coming for y'all. And me and my boy J Meyer too. And I got some shit coming with K Pistol too. So dope. Yeah. Working man, working man. Always, man. Stay busy. Hell yeah. Uh what's one of your dream collabs or like you want to write for a dream, like dream songwriting? I've never really looked at music like that. And that's funny that that's funny that you asked that because I never looked at music like, oh, this person, or I want to do this with this person, or this is who I think of when I, I literally just do it because it's like, this is what I be feeling. So I really don't know, bro. I'm I'm willing to work with whoever trying to make some great music. You know what I mean? But the people that I really wanted to make music with are no longer here. Like Marvin mm-hmm. Gaye, you know what I mean? Like I love to redo a Marvin Gaye song, you feel me? And do it my way, you mm-hmm. feel me? Michael Jackson, the best ever to live. Uh, but yeah, um, it's not too many people alive that I'll say like I want to make music with. I just That's valid. just want to make music, and if we can make it, let's do it. Yeah. I would want to hear you hit just something that's like random. I would want to hear you in like Bad Bunny. <laughs> just like just do with it like just go make some trap shit or some like Spanish shit like have him have his verse you have your verse that shit would be crazy that'd be actually really dope I never thought about that at <laughs> Man, all bro. Bro. I didn't, that's, I didn't, that's not who I expected you to say who at I all. thought you was gonna say I, I be seeing all. his, his joints and like he be selling out stadiums and his joint just be so like oh, did he just sell out a soccer stadium yeah <laughs> but did I see Taylor Swift I'd probably make a song with her Taylor Swift yeah, she's raw. I'll okay. I'll say this: if I do make music with somebody, it would not be in the genre that I do. You feel me? It'd be some Tame Impala. You feel me? I'll make a song with them. You know what I mean, Daft that Punk. Would, yeah, that you feel would be me? Hard. Like it'd be something that I don't do. I would rather go into somebody else's world and try to create a subgenre or a sub from from that. You know what I mean? Other than me doing something or doing hip hop with somebody or doing some R and B like, like I'd rather go do some shit that could touch the world. You feel me? Other yeah. than just a hip hop song or R and B. You feel me? Because it's not saying that those don't touch the world because that runs the world right mm-hmm. now. But it's so much more music than that. Bro. World's a big and, place. You feel me? And I don't just do R and B or hip hop. You feel me? I do everything. That's right. Like all music. Yeah, bro. I seen the list of top streaming artists. It was like Drake. NBA young boy yeah. <laughs> and then Taylor Swift. I was like, bro, Taylor like, Swift just crazy. sold. Taylor Swift just sold 1.4 million albums. First week. First week. That's absurd. Bro. Over a and million in the first nobody's week. Nobody's doing that. That's bro. absurd. Since People struggling to hit two. Like the major artists are. 
That's what bro, I'm saying. People hip-hop, are struggling bro. to hit like 200K. Hip-hop, like, that's bro. a good, that's but a good first week. I'm glad we got into this because this could segue to this, right? <laughs> Nobody buying music in hip hop, bro. At all. Think about that. Think about why I don't want to do that. You feel me? Make music with nobody's buying hip hop music. Feel really like. But my thing is, why is that? Because I'll say this: Apple Music, Spotify, all that they tricking you. They tricking you. So they trick you with propaganda in the thought of your shit being on there. You feel me? Like literally, bro. Like, oh yeah, we got six million people or six billion people that listen to this. Okay. How many, you're not gonna get six billion streams, nigga. Like, yeah, you can upload your shit on there, but you're not gonna get six billion streams. Better off going to Bandcamp, telling all your 10, 15 friends you got, buy my album for $20, nigga. Mm-hmm. So I can make some bread. Or do your own thing, have your own distro. You can make it all. You can do all of that yourself. But I put out a project, my last RB project, you feel me? I put out, it was called After Some. I did that in November. I sold 250 copies of that for $20. So people don't even think about, bro, I'm gonna go to the studio right now. How much you think a studio, a project, uh, I'll say 15 song projects cost to make? Production, studio time, weed, girls, everything, the vibe, the whole thing. How much you think that cost to make? I say 10K. I was gonna say about five. Oh, 10. 10 is very accurate because that, but that's that's a super low budget, super mm-hmm. low. But 10, yeah, that's roughly what people would spend, you feel me? And that don't even really involve marketing at all. You know what I mean? Right. Now, you recorded... Yeah, just creating the project. Yeah, that's just creating a project. Now, you recorded that. You put it on Apple Music. You know that you're getting 0. 0.6, 0. 0.006 of a cent. You know that. You already... That's not something that you don't know already, but you'll rather put it on there with the idea that... Six million people can listen to it. Mm-hmm. That don't mean that they will. You don't even have access to six million people, bro. Or the or algorithm even, or won't even, even let you get fact, to exactly. Yeah, the algorithm won't even let or you. Or even get just to the fact that I'm seeing, okay, I got a thousand streams versus I have ten people buying my buying album, my album, and, and you made a thousand more streams money. looks better. better. So but that's it's putting not even a dollar in your pocket. And that's what I be trying to tell people, bro. I'm like, yo, bro, like you could sell your project, bro, and you gonna recoup. You could recoup all the money. Like when you get signed to a label, bro, you have to. Re- they gonna take everything they spent on you back. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like you have to give them that money back. It's like a loan, nigga. It's a like bad loan. Yeah, bro. You gotta pay that <laughs> shit back to them, like with interest too. You feel me? So people don't ever think about that. Okay, even if you was signed to a label, bro, cool. You get signed, they fucking with you. Okay, you never thought about selling your album. How you gonna recoup? You gotta get merch. You gotta get all of that. That's how people recoup the money to even give back today to their mm-hmm. labels. But people don't think about doing that because mm-hmm. they are too caught on Apple Music, Spotify, playlisting. It's a gimmick. It's propaganda, and it's literally like monopolized our music. Yeah, bro. And <laughs> I especially hip hop. Yeah, I ain't gonna get into it too crazy on the camera. I, I went in on the last podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I went in on the last what one. What you was saying, man? Let's, we, we let's, let's embellish. Kanye. We are talking about the Kanye shit. He's talking about the Kanye shit. He right, though. I'm just saying. But I, I, I just, I just, just to prove a point, you have, we have those two top artists who complain about, I ain't gonna say that Drake ain't complaining about nothing. He, he, getting, he getting his chicken. Mm-hmm. NBA Youngboy complained about getting his chicken. A lot of rappers complain about getting their chicken. Taylor Swift was complaining about getting her money. 
she decided, you know what? I'm taking all my stuff back. I want all my masters, da 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 I'll pay for it. Re-recorded her stuff. Re-recorded it, yeah. She somehow, whatever, she found a way and her audience understood what she was going through. So they said, I'm going to buy your next album. How and many? put the money in her pocket versus people won't do that for for rap That's because we saying, don't own bro. it. That's what I'm saying, bro. We don't even be thinking about that, bro. Because we, it's like, and it's like, yo, you don't own it. Why would I, as a people, if we don't even own it, why are we buying it? Like, even why? people that weren't fans of her was aware of her struggle and what she was going through, and, like us. And they said, we we're going to, to compensate you. I listen to her. Well, I don't. You know. <laughs> I like Taylor Swift. We always in touch with, but we were very aware of the fact I like that she was music. re-recording her uh, shit, fighting for her masters, all that. Yeah, right. man. And it's that's you, you gotta think about it like bro said, bro. It's so many that's, people going through that right now, bro. It's so crazy. many people that get signed and just get put on a shelf, bro. Like, okay, cool. We're gonna spend eighty thousand dollars on you and your budget two hundred thousand, but we're not gonna clear nothing that you wanna do. We're not gonna clear none of it. Make you be in debt to me. You feel mm-hmm. me? And make you that like they do that to people, bro. Like very deliberately too, you feel me? So it's bro, it's a wild scheme. It's a it's a very, very wicked game, you know what I mean? And if you don't even if you know the business, bro, you still gonna be in a contract at the end of the day. So it's like mm-hmm. just about finding what really best works for you. You mm-hmm. feel me? But and but recoup your money, bro. Get your money back. Sell your music. Sell your music. Sell your music. Cause that's right. what I'm doing, bro. I'm really? selling songs. Whole things, and I'm <laughs> and I'm selling my shit. You feel me? Albums, all I'm selling whole whole projects, all of that, bro. Like, That's sell right. the music, bro. Get your money back that you keep fucking going in the studio and spending with these engineers and never seeing you. You just spent fifteen thousand dollars on your project and you made seventy seven cents because you got, <laughs> you got eleven thousand streams. It's <laughs> real, bro. That's real. That shit's sick, bro. Yeah. That's a fact. Bro. That's sick. <laughs> and niggas don't even know how to get their money sometimes. So you got to think. The time, they they going to make you uh-huh. jump through 70 different hoops yeah. to try to get your stuff. And they going to tax it. You really just got 33 cents. <laughs> Spinning. Tax you 50%. Yeah. Uh, well, is, is anything else you want to leave with your audience? Any final messages? Uh, I'll say be yourself. Find what you love. Stay away from fuck niggas more than anything, man. It's a lot of creepy, uh, creepy motherfuckers out here, bro. It's a lot of vultures out here, people that's going to prey on you and try to get a piece of what you got. Stay, stay, love love yourself and stay 10 toes, you know what I mean? And what you believe in and what you want out of life. Valid. Where can the people find you? Find me on everything. First... Feel me? Go on my Instagram and click that link and buy after some right now. You feel me? Um, well, yeah, I'm on Instagram, Kane Wave, K A N E W A V E. Everything, Kane Wave, everything. It's nothing else. No one, no, nothing. I'm the one and only Kane Wave, nigga. Valid. Appreciate you pulling up, bro. I appreciate y'all for having me. This yes. is a great conversation. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. No labor to pot. We out. Peace. We out.